episode 38, that damn dirt pod podcast. Mm. Are we at 38? 38. Is that right? 38? Yeah. Welcome to last one, 37. 38 episodes of this? Yeah. Right. 38 of this podcast. Of <laughs> this. Well, kind of the first the first five were shit because it was me interviewing 38? people and I didn't know anything. Uh, but no, episode thirty eight. Wow, uh, damn, that's awesome, man. Yeah, well, I'm glad I can be a part of this. This is fucking that, totally cool. That voice you're hearing right now, uh, that is Ken. How do you say your last name? Doms. Ken? Doms, because it's spelt. I always I always say Sames on text. Yeah, like yeah. I want to say Sames, and it always yeah. corrects it to your last name. I want to be like, so I always want to say dames. It is dames. It's, I think it's French, and I think it's French for uh, women. So there so you, you go. Don't, you don't want your last name to be I come referring from a long, to a, some... a long line of women. Hey, look at them fucking dames over there. Hey. hey. That's what I say. When people ask how it's spelled, I tell them, yeah, it's dames, like females, like women, like broads. But doms. Yeah. It's doms. It's doms. I've known, I've known Ken. Long time. Since 1998. Yeah. I know it because I, I remember that was uh, in May of that year. In fact, it was the day Frank Sinatra died. I was fired <laughs> from Sam Goody. I'm laughing. How the at fuck Frank did you get fired from Sam Goody? Um, not showing up, just being a douchebag. You know, I don't remember. I remember that we had a crew, and and there was this manager guy, and I think he was like cooking the books a little bit. Ah. So, what'd you do at Sam Goody? Were you movies or music well, or everything? Jack of all trades. Because I'm gonna tell you something. I got fired from Warehouse. Remember Warehouse? Yeah. I, I got fired from Warehouse Records in down in Encinitas, California, um, long, long time ago. That's oh, hilarious. But, uh, you fucking slackers. I've never been fired from a job. No, but it I wasn't me. I st- okay, I started at Media Play. Mine was and me. And then I moved from Media Play up to the Music Land. Suncoast that was in Fashion Place okay. across from the Copper River. I've so mentioned you were it before. Mall Sam Goody. And then I went to Cottonwood Sam Goody, which was a kind of a combo store. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they came in, and because he was, I was like the assistant manager, and I guess he was messing around. They came in, they just cleaned house. They literally fired everybody that worked Dude, there. And when and you're just, in corporate, fucking, if you're a manager position, you're basically just saying, "Okay, I'll do this till you fire me." Yeah. Because that's who they go for. I've, I've yeah, worked in corporate, it, and they always just go for management. Boom. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't do anything. Jesus Christ. I'm a manager in a corporation right now. <laughs> <laughs> I better start making little little hash marks yeah. on the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Brooks was here. <laughs> Nine days uh, or do I make a bunch of hash marks and erase them? How did you get fired? How did you get fired from Um, I was drinking sodas and eating candies that I had not paid for. Ah. So, so wait, they had typical so, dumbass Okay, so they had, like, the sodas and fired. shit. At the at the, yeah. at the counter, you gotta understand this was like mid nineties. So I've got uh, I'm I'm doing video rentals, uh, yeah. VHS rentals. I worked at so I, many v- VHS uh, stores. I love that shit. You you and I would be perfect for that. I worked at the one right by the old place that it, was across that was in the uh, oh that place yeah the old place. not movie buffs. Um, remember you when, when we when you used to live over in the old house in the Smith yeah. parking lot? There was that video store that yeah. was right there. I can't it was re- video one. Yeah, yeah, I worked for that guy. Did you? Uh, really? Yeah, I worked there. I worked at Movie Buffs. I got fired from Movie Buffs it was too. Killer. I could go. I had, ahead. I had oh, sex you've never in seen the, Reservoir the, Dogs. You'd uh, like Reservoir Dogs. Oh, you, you just talk you, movies you've all ne- day. 
Yeah, I, I and music. That movie yes. buffs that was over at Fort Union was like two stories. It was like it was like working at Empire Records. That movie. It was, it was without just a bunch Liv of, Tyler. Yeah, it was just a bunch of really ridiculous <laughs> That's the bullshit dudes. Part of that job. You'd sit there and you'd work for six hours, eight hours, ten. You just and then you'd hang out for another six and you'd just put on fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre and people are in there to rent fucking movies with their kids and you're like just deal with it. We're fucking movie geeks. All right, we're let's, watching. Let's talk that for a minute. Let's talk jobs that we've had. Uh, I never worked in a video. So, so you worked, I know you worked in, what was your first job? First job? Blimpy. Blimpy? I was a sandwich <laughs> maker. And then, but that's how it led to. Blimpy was over on, on Taylorsville in 53rd by Sounds Easy Music. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. And then. Uh, I thought that was a video store, wasn't it? Sounds well, easy? not Sounds Easy. It was, what was it called? Sound Off. Uh, Sound Off Records and Tapes. I can't remember. I think that's what it was called. It was, anyway. And I, so I get a job at Blimpy and then I see that they're putting in this media play across the street. And then that's how I got that job. But that's how I started was Blimpy making sandwiches and all my hands always smelled like onions and oil so that was at 16? and vinegar. 16. What was your first job? Ken? Oh, my first real job. Cause I delivered like phone books and delivered and mailers I, yeah, and stuff. But my, my real job was actually uh Baskin Robbins. Ah, so I got to wear the uh, totally, totally. <laughs> but I got news for you when you're. 16 years old, 17 years old, and uh, you've got a connection to, say, a job. ice cream and shakes, hey. and your friends work at, say, Jack in the Box or pizza, you get some trades going. Oh, yeah, right, right. And, and then you get yep. your friends that are, like, out with a girl, and they're like, hey, man, can you hook me up? I'll give you, I'll give you some of this. And you're like, oh, yeah. And some of this is, um, you know, marijuana. Contraband. <laughs> contraband. I'm, I'm not going to cop to that. I was 17. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, what? No, it was exactly. I think the statute of limitations is worn out, I, sir. I could make that. That was 37 could, years ago. <laughs> I could parlay a stupid job in which I had to wear a multicolored shirt and a brown hat and scoop ice cream into more than just that. Smart man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a wonder I didn't get fired from that job. Too. I used to trade with Baskin Robbins because my first job was Little Caesars. Oh, there you go. And I quit when I was 27. A couple of brownie cake <laughs> delights for a couple when you're 27. I worked so there all on to that well, motherfucker. I quit, I quit huh? twice, but but by the time I left, I was I, I was higher every up. Every time I get out, they keep pulling me back <laughs> in. It was. I, can't so I quit Little Caesars. I quit. I was higher up when I quit, and I just walked out one day. I was like, "Fuck this," and I left. And they called me back with like. Hey, we'll give you a ton more money to go back. I was like, no. See, I think it's okay. funny that it's you have it. never been fired. Because I've been fired from a few jobs. I've been fired from a from a few jobs. I, I, I keep jobs forever. I've been at the job I have now for 10 years. Well, Jesus I, Christ, you're a little serious until you're 27. He's right. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not still there just like every Saturday night. Come <laughs> I'm going to throw some pies. I've had a lot of jobs. in and they're like, are you guys I know? <laughs> I'm a legend. Oh, His yeah, picture's on the wall oh, like dude, a fucking I'm, frat house. I got fucking Little Caesar stories, dude. So much shit I could have got fired for. Have you, you know, I well, got Of course. You were I trading with Baskin Robbins. For Applebee's. I was the worst at I got Applebee's. fired from Applebee's. I think I got fired from Applebee's, Did too. I don't know why. You fucked off in the kitchen really, Did really you? loud, and they heard it on the floor. And I went in the next day, and our manager said, uh, I kind of heard you told everybody to fuck off <laughs> and left. And I said, yeah, is that going to be a problem? And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty cool I, managers, to be fair. I, That's a legitimate yeah, question I back then. I can't let you come back to work. I, I'm like, ah. Oh. I feel bad. I, I, oh, my God. I I fucked every hostess that we had. Ah, oh, Little Caesars, that was me. Every hostess. Every, like, it was, 
We live together. I, Do you I cannot that? tell you. You guys are probably wiener cousins. We, the we live together. Oh, we were together. We were roommates. What do they call it? Uh, Eskimo brothers. Eskimo brothers. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was some. I was going to say Indian brothers, but I'm like, no, it's some <laughs> other racial slur. Um, <laughs> no, dude, I, I will tell you one. what. Working in the restaurant business, I've seen waiting. I've owned a restaurant. Yeah, it's. You know what's funny is most of waiting. Anyone who's worked in a restaurant is going to look at that and go, yeah. That's absolutely yeah. But, true. But the one thing that I'll tell you honestly that I never saw much of at all is actually tainting people's food. No. no there that's are so not true. many people running through a kitchen that you're you really taking your, your job into anything. your hands to spit into someone's food or and something like that. You're not, yeah, it's not. That's the, Nobody's ever teamed up. I, no. I know that. People There's are always so very much respectful bigger fish of this. to fry in a yeah. restaurant kitchen than fucking trying to taint someone's food. I've seen people sneak out back and smoke weed. But, oh. uh, <laughs> take a beer. In the really? fucking bag, yeah. You saw that? Yeah, I saw that firsthand oh, a few times. I thought um, I was wearing my ninja clothes. I mean, we've had so many. We had so <laughs> many things that the staff would do together, like that kind of stuff, like the fighting, and we would yell really? at each other. Everybody's sleeping with everybody that. else. Everybody. It there was are parties at someone's house almost every, every night, night after closing. There's somewhere well, you're anybody, going and hanging out with everybody. Anybody who works like in restaurants and bars, it's a specific type of person because you're up late. You're kind of, I think it's the kind of party because, like, even at Wise Guys, I'll hear the waitresses talking about, like, we going to we going to the bar afterwards. I'm like, how the fuck do you? I know. What do you party until sunup? Yeah, Jesus. Well, we used to. But I I was that age once. Yeah, dude, when I'm old now. Yeah, when you're 20, the paradigm of my life has changed. I mean, used to be if I was in bed by before like one o'clock in the morning. Shit was weird. I, I and if I was out of bed before like ten o'clock in the morning, shit was weird. And now it's like, dude, if I'm up past ten. <laughs> My life's gone fucking topsy-turvy yeah. here. Me and I remember before I lived at the house, I would like get off work, go it's my to, house. He's talking about our house. Well, our it, house it, was, it was it was it was it was your house first. At the end of our street. Um, and uh, I would go get off work, go to the gym, come over to your house, and like we would hang out in your front room <laughs> and just smoke weed. And I'd fall asleep in that chair by the sliding glass doors with my fucking gym clothes on. Yeah. Uh, I did that so much. I gave myself athlete's foot actually at one point because <laughs> I just kept going over to Ken's every night and smoking weed and falling asleep and never. And then I was like, you know what? I do you want to, should I just live here? <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty much exactly like, what happened. Should I pay? Eventually uh, <laughs> we just said, you know, enough of the couch shit. There's a room up there. That was so room funny. And, uh, Start paying, start paying. Start paying. I lived. I lived. At, I lived at Ken's on uh, on nine eleven. We were you we did? roommates on nine eleven. Dude, uh, I learned where about nine eleven because I was just waking up, like at nine thirty, yeah. ten o'clock. And I had already gone you to work. Were at work, yeah. and you called and said, Dude. "Hey, uh, are you watching anything on TV?" At all? On I'm like, "No, nah, I don't." Know what I called about. you probably. Yeah. It on was the house phone. Back on the landline. Um, this is how long ago that was. If you okay, our if you're on Fifty Third South, and what what was the West? Seven Hundred West. Seventh West. Uh, and so okay. Um, and you the on the the northwest corner. Northwest corner. There was a, a place called Applegate. Applegate. And it's this little little community. This is really by nice no community. means a ad or plug for Applegate. No, but, but, but they're not paying us. You'd go in it there and you'd, 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 you'd get was. in there. And, and it was this really cool house and just really good energy. And we used to sit down there and fucking... This was the first time I listened to a lot of music. Ken introduced me to a lot of music. So this is the thing. We had a good stereo. A watchable yeah. TV. Yeah. One of the big stereos. Remember those? <laughs> yeah. I, the big, the big I had a, oh, the fucking I had a 200 I had disc CD carousel. You, that was pimp shit. 
That was, was pimp shit. shit. I had a, I had yeah, a 50 disc in my trunk so, in my car once. I was like, you fucking, where's my bitches? I, uh, <laughs> I had 60 discs stolen out of my car at the gateway Mine one was time. Stolen and out I remember of my going, <laughs> how am I going to replace any of this? And that, I never bothered to replace any of it. You know how that happened to me? I had, I had those, uh, you know, those like books. Two years later, it was iPods. Yeah. I had those books and I had two of those stolen out of my car. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Exactly. Well, not, I didn't even start over. I just like, guess I'm going digital now. That's exactly what was stolen out of my car. It was a 60 disc booklet with 60 discs in there. And yeah, I had my. That's why I replaced my it was, Jeep. It was gone. I had a Jeep with a soft top, and they cut it, it got they cut my convertible top three times in my goddamn dad's driveway. I yeah. mean, it was. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this!" And then there was one time when I had, I had, you know, he had the removable face ones and the speakers that locked in. Yeah, and and so I was at a. It, the top was off, and it was the summer. I really liked my Jeep, and I we were parked. We were at the villa theater when that was a theater I was on a date at the villa and somebody because they couldn't get to my stereo or take my speakers they just took something and bashed in the fucking plastic part where you push the front back on like if you, so if, you I if I can't have it you can't have it either oh. clang, clang, clang. I was like are you I'm done with this fucking car I can't deal with this shit back in the 80s we used to install stereos my friends and I them more than me I'm not really the handy type but we were very big into stereos. You'd buy a $5,000 car and put a $10,000 stereo I can in th- it. I can throw a yeah. deck in. I'm pretty you know, handy. One of those. Um, and I had a really nice stereo in my Volkswagen. And uh, What kind one of Volkswagen? Night, I, used to, I used to work nights. What's that? What kind of Volkswagen? Chiraco. Uh, nah. <laughs> I was hoping it was a cool one. Dude, the Chiraco oh. is cool. I also had a 64 40 horsepower bug. Okay, Which there you some go. people would think is really cool, but the thing could top out at maybe 70 There'd miles be, an hour. I, I had a bus. My Chiraco, actually, my, my Chiraco actually hauled ass. But... Um, the stereo in it was worth definitely more than the car. And one night at work, I used to work nights at a grocery store. Uh, it was a foggy night. Uh, someone came in for the early morning. People started coming in, and I used to work overnight. And they uh, said, oh, what happened to your car? I'm like, what the fuck you mean what happened to my car? <laughs> oh, we go out there, <laughs> and uh, oh, my window was smashed in. And instead of taking the stereo, I mean, these guys were good. They took the whole fucking console piece. <laughs> oh, my so like, God. They just snipped all the wires, took the whole console piece. So I had to buy not only an, I, I didn't lose just a stereo. I lost an air conditioning unit. I lost oh everything my. that is on your front console. And I had to replace all of that. Did you just, why don't you just total the car? Meantime, <laughs> right. all the little wires that they clipped started arcing and melting out everything else behind oh, my fucking dashboard. God. <laughs> no, I was going to say, though, the funny thing was, is they were a big deal. I was thinking back and it was like, if you didn't have like an Alpine or a certain. I financed a fucking Pioneers, whatever the fuck. Right. And, and it, it was nice. Be because then they'd go, well, we have the this model. And you go, no, 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 no. I got I to gotta have like a Bose or an Alpine. I got to have all you were was a Target. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember walking into like fucking Ultimate Electronics back in the day, uh-huh. and it was like you'd go into the stereo room. I don't know. Do they even still have places like that where you can go yeah. in? Uh, yeah, on I mean, State Street, Sound Warehouse, and whatnot. I guess they do. There's, what, Audio Connection or something, or whatever the, the hell fuck, it's called. Who the fuck replaces their stock shit, though? Is that a thing? Because well, now so, like the dashboards the are thing, so, yeah. so nice. Well, so this is the thing now. Because of that whole innovation period where aftermarket stereo shit was the bomb and nobody wanted original equipment manufacturer. The original equipment manufacturer started pairing up. 
So if you're going to buy a Porsche now, it's got a Bose stereo. Yeah, right. that's if true. you're going to buy a GMC or something, it's got an Infinity stereo. They yeah. partner with those people. Well, my, so now, unless you want I a, don't see the point. I guess I mean, unless you want, unless like you want a the base, fucking boom like that huge. Yeah, but I think you can throw a big subwoofer in there. I think you could even then not replace your deck. You don't need to. No, really. the head units are mm-hmm. integrated because you're my, not going to find something better than that. Really, my or truck. I guess you are. My truck's a 2016, and it sounds. Fucking great! I get rental cars. My car's cars. got ten speakers. Yeah. I, I get rental cars. They're the the cheapest rental car that I can get at Enterprise has a more advanced dashboard yeah. than my actual car. They've got fucking USB ports and shit yeah. in them now, yeah. and I'm like, this is amazing. You know, I mean, I thought it was cool. Mine had an aux cord. <laughs> now it might as well be an actual oxen. <laughs> fucking just an actual pulling. giant fucking cow in my I've car. That's my, as pointless. My, as my uh, horse toad yeah, charger. It's fucking ridiculous. What what they've done? What cars. was the shittiest jobs you guys had? The shittiest. Uh, I did um, hardwood floors, and it sucked because because construction. I was bent over, and what my job was, I was bent over. Uh, but that's how you do it. You had a guy that would oh, yeah. come in and lay the floor. I did my floor. Sucks. Right. And they, yeah. you, so you lay the floor. Well, me and a friend. And then you've got a guy who comes through, and that was my gig, and I would I would hammer the boards and tighten them in and then nail it. Mm-hmm. So I would be bent over, and I would hammer the nail in, clap, 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 and then go to the next one. Pop, 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 clap, clap, clap. And that was shitty. In fact, I was doing that job. I can remember it, too. It's hard I might work. have even said this before, but I was doing that job the day the uh, tornado hit because I was doing a, a high school so basketball floor. And I remember the radio was on. Everybody said the tornado hit downtown, and we went downtown here, and we all like stop. But I remember, I remember that specifically because I was laying a basketball floor at a at a high school Hmm. that day. I remember that day. What was your shittiest job? Um, Stocking shelves at Fred Meyer. And I stocked shelves before, um, as did down in San Diego. When I got out of high school, I went straight into grocery because in San Diego, it's a union job. So you're actually getting paid pretty good money for being an 18 year old idiot. And, uh, when I moved up here, it was what I knew how to do. So I got a job doing merchandising. I think I started when I first moved to Salt Lake at Sam's club. Uh, and then Fred Meyer offered me more money. So I said, Hey, Sam's club, can you match that? And they said, no. You pitted and Sam said, and Fred against each yeah, other. I did. I did. The Myers versus the Waltons. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tale as old as yeah. time. I think the Waltons kicked the shit out of the Myers. But um, <laughs> at any rate, it was just... Monotonous? It wasn't the same thing as I had done in the previous grocery stores that I worked at. And the people that I were working with, a couple of them were cool, but the person who was in charge was a fucking idiot. And I had no respect for Sounds his like work at all. I had no really. respect for him. Uh, if you've ever had that shitty job... Uh, I it worked, depresses you. I, I did collections. It fucking ruins ah, your whole day. I did collections, oh, okay. and my, my my shift was the was the morning shift. So I would go in at five a.m. so that I could get people at seven a.m. on the on the people. on the East Coast. And I remember this. This is a true story. Now, first of all, talking about bosses you don't respect. The boss, I got the gig because one of my exes, her husband, w- uh, was the boss and like got me the gig. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So you're working for an ex-girlfriend's husband? New husband. That's already shitty. Shitty is, so I get in at five and I got to start calling people. And one day, this is a true story. People will think I'm, I'm, I'm embellishing this as a comedian. I'm not. This happened. I called the East Coast somewhere and you could start calling at seven mm-hmm. legally. 
and the phone, it's like 7.04, and they pick up the phone, and I'm like, is someone so there? And this woman's like, yeah, who, who's this? And I said, oh, it's, it's so-and-so calling for a gun. Is he available? She's like, um, hold on. And so she hands the phone. He goes, hello? And I said, yes, hi. And we just wanted to say, if we wanted to go ahead and take care of your collection today, we can do it with debit card or whatever. I'd give him my pitch, and he goes, I'm sorry, who was this? And I said, it's, a, uh, you know, with the collection agency, we're just calling about the bill. He goes, hold on a second. And he puts the phone away and hear him go, Bitch, you gave me the phone for a motherfucking collection. Get the fuck over here. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Fucking kick your ass. Motherfucker. And the phone went dead. Ah, so you. I'm pretty certain I got you excited a. You murder. You got I someone killed. caught somebody a beating. Huh. That shit happened, and I, I didn't know what to do. I really. can't say it wasn't justified. But I'm not, shit. A, I'm not sure a jury would have convicted <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I, I, think it's I think a jury would have looked at that and gone, you know. The judge turns to the camera. Yeah. Mitigating circumstance. The gavel doesn't hit right. All right. I don't know. But that happened. I remember it. And that was a really depressing job because even on my best day, when I made money because I got people to pay their debts off, I still ruined somebody's fucking right. day. It wasn't. That was that was mind numbing. I've been on the other end of those calls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to be on a lot of those calls on the yeah, other end. Yeah, me too. In my younger I would have broker the people days, people call me at my work. They would call me at home, and it fucking ru- It does. It ruins your like. You're like, oh, okay, things are going good. Somebody calls you. Like, no, you're failing at life, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah fuck. I, no, I was I was choosing to fail at life back then. So this is the funny thing. So we've talked a lot about back at the condo, smoking a lot of pot and everything like that. And I'm sitting here talking about how I never paid a bill. Ever back then. And I had collection calls coming out of the woodwork all the time. I would get a bonus at work and I'd go, you know what I'm going to do with this bonus? Pay some people back. That's what I'm going to do. But the, then the sad thing was um, everything changes as you get older. Kind of like I talked about. I, I used to, if I was in bed before midnight, it was weird. Now if I'm up past nine, it's weird. Um, I can't smoke pot anymore because I'm in a job right now where I, I'm going to get tested. So it, it was Prudent for me to stop. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. I pay my bills because I'm in a job right now where I actually give financial advice. So my life has taken a 180 degree turn in the sense that many people have not. I would be a great financial advisor because I've made every mistake you can make. Exactly, (laughs) guy. It gives you credibility. And I tell people that. I go, look, I have lived life on both sides of the credit fence right Mm -hmm. now. I used to never pay anything. I was one of those people that people would call me and they go, well, we're going to put this on your credit report. And I'd go, yeah, stand in <laughs> it line. Sounds, it yeah. sounds like when they go, you're like if you don't pass this class, it's gonna go, you're n- never getting into college. It'll go like, on your permanent record. That got, you got a C in fucking gym. <laughs> nobody's ever asked me that. In my Kids listening to this, listen, get a good college education. But nobody's ever in my life asked me if I got a fucking what my grade was in goddamn gym. <laughs> Nobody, right? Has anybody has that uh, ever I mattered? A's. I pulled A's in gym. I was gonna say I was so fucking lazy in junior high. I even failed gym. I was like, I I'm not dressing. I'm not gonna go stand in a room with a bunch of dudes with their dicks hanging out. I, I just failed auto go. shop. Is that because there was a bunch of dudes with their dicks hanging out? No, I I failed <laughs> auto like shop. Interesting auto because shop because I took auto shop and I didn't have a car. So you had nothing. <laughs> so to I had to like, hey, anybody need someone to help them? Jesus, tighten don't, there. You gotta warn me before you just throw things towards me. Which you didn't make again. If anybody's I've been never, following along, you've never, never made that happen. Made one. No, throwing this things never happened. This thing just flew at my face, 
I, it literally came by like this. There was no. It was, there was this. A, there was a foot. It was at least this there close. Was a foot. I felt it brush. It, it fucking butterfly kissed my eyelashes as it went by. You want to try it again? Yes. Uh, you want to give one more attempt? Nope. Still missed. No. Nope. God damn it. Let's do it one more time. Here, let me get some weight in it. Let me crush it. Let me get some weight in Spitting it. Spitting it. I'm gonna, that? I'm going to crush it. It's going to come back open on. in. God damn it! <laughs> You could. It was even farther it's away. This is happening. This is going down. One I, more time. I think it's clear that when Guy was young, he got his ass kicked in every game of Nerf hoop oh, there ever was. Jesus. I never played any kind of sport ever. I didn't even have a basketball hoop on my door in my bedroom. Nerf hoop? You yeah, didn't I never have Nerf hoop. No. Well, that explains how well you throw bottles into garbage cans. Yeah. It's, um. So 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 sad. yeah. I had shitty credit. I I did for a long time. Fixed it. You don't yeah, now though. No, well, I, I did. I don't. No, my my credit's not bad. It's not. Um, it's not eight hundred, but uh, well, but this it's thing seven something. At my job, if if you've got an eight hundred credit score, my real only question is, what do you want to borrow? And my answer is going to be yes. <laughs> I'm mean, sure. You know, you know good credit. All. Good credit got me in trouble because, like, my mom got me on the path when I was eighteen. She's like, pay her bills, blah blah blah. blah. So by the time I was like twenty three, I had fucking great credit. And when you have great credit. You can get any fucking thing you want. Yeah. So I was like, I need a Corvette and a four-wheeler yeah. and a fucking prior. There you are sitting with purchase power and the yes. mentality of a 23-year-old. Yeah. That's where you needed someone like me to tell you, hey, cool your fucking jets. What the fucking matter? <laughs> I was 23. Cool you, your jets a little bit. My, you know, one of the things that saved my ass is that right out of, um, and I've talked about this before, but right out of high school, literally, I High school ended, and I went on vac. I went on an audition, and then I went on vacation, and they gave me the part while I was gone, and I got a movie, um, a local feature film for family movie. Uh, but I had I got a pretty big part in it, and I was eighteen, and they paid me like thousands of thousands of dollars. Like I didn't, I didn't. It was like a SAG movie right out of mm -hmm. high school. Uh, I've never gotten anything like that since, but it allowed me to like kind of pay for my first car. So I didn't have to kind of go into debt. So every time I was able to like borrow, I, I never had to like dig myself deep into debt like that. Right. So, and I never did credit cards either. I've just never liked oh, them. I got I so never, much fucking trouble when I was younger with credit cards. Cause it's I got free money. With anything I wanted to buy. It's free money. Like I lived for a year. I, I moved to Salt Lake. I quit Little Caesars and moved to Salt Lake for a year to sell cars, which I fucking sucked at because I was a stupid 23 year old. Uh, and I had a fucking like eight thousand dollar credit card, and I was just like, one time. <laughs> no, so what you mean is you had eight thousand dollars worth of revolving debt? I had, eight, and you would pay some down and use it right brain, back up. I'd never pay down in my brain. I had eight thousand dollars. That's right. what that's what my brain was. I one time I fucking took money out of my credit card cash to pay the credit card bill, so I was basically sucking my own dick. I work with people <laughs> who do that. Yeah, I took money out it's, of my credit card to pay the credit card. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, debt is is basically new slavery. I mean, if you if the way people look at it, when when people get mad about people, you know, the one percent owning all this this wealth, it's because all the rest of us have to. I mean, like think about it. Back in the day, there was like my mom didn't work; she was a stay at home mom. That's not something that like really exists anymore. Everybody has to work two jobs, three jobs. The You know what? It's crazy how expensive it is to live. I work in people's homes and I fucking don't know how they do it, but you still see it quite a bit in Utah where these people well, I know how they do it. Debt. This is what we're talking about. Right. But I'll go to these houses in Draper, these fucking like eight bedroom fucking basement and it's like and then the wife's at home and I'm like, "What the f where the fuck do all these husbands work?" Debt. It's that They work for the banks. <laughs> 
It's insane. Right. Well, but it, I mean, it's it's that whole thing with, you know, if you can get young people, if you can get young people to get into mortgages, because they'll, they'll loan money this to anybody. You have to get young people into mortgages. This is the deal. I don't know who you are, but if you can buy a house with cash, uh, you're already doing really, really well. Um, so right. anybody looking to buy a house is going to have to finance that house. Anybody nowadays looking to buy a car is going to have to finance that car. Right. You know, it's funny because there's this whole, we'll make America great again. Let's get back to the way it used to be. Okay. Good luck. Because I remember my parents' house they bought when I was like six or seven years old. They bought for like $30,000. Yeah. Yeah. I, my car costs more than that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's So nuts. a house... There's no way you can, unless you've come into money or gotten lucky somehow financially, you're needing to finance pretty much all the big things in your life. Right. And, and it's just accepted. So debt as slavery, debt as a way of life. We right. live in a debt way of life. And and that's a the thing. And it's, and, it's, and it's, that's why the ideas of free healthcare and free college education are scary to those individuals at the top because if we don't have those debts and that's the thing though, it doesn't make sense to me because if people didn't have to pay $30,000 because something, some accident happened to them and now they have a bunch of medical bills or $30,000, that's nothing. That's you right, have okay. a big accident. We're, you're looking at $300,000. We're going, we're going all political. All I was going to say is, is it's overdone. That all I was going to say is that if, if people were able to get out of that debt, if we were able to give people ways of life to not live under debt, then I, I would assume that they would have this money just like we used to. We would invest back into the uh, economy. We would all be able to, uh, we would spend like we used to, things like that. And, and it would it would actually make this country better. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to get political, but it, it is hard because there's so many people who live. That's scary. When you hear people, those ads that come on, they go, are you living with $50,000 or more in credit card debt? And you're like, fuck, that, the that stress. People- that that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know how people I see live it every like day that. In my job, I'm this, sure you this do. Is that's seriously what I deal shit. with. So what do you so do often? Uh, I manage a branch of a financial institution. Um, don't really want to say which one because I don't think they want me speaking for them. Sure, <laughs> but um, that that's what I do. I mean, I deal with people who I, I help manage. I help them manage their finances. I help them man- manage their debt. I get them loans when they need them. But the bottom bottom line at the end of my day, I've helped people. Yeah, good. Um, I'm not there to take advantage of people, and that's, that's the good. sad thing. And well, this is the funny thing. I, I got a friend. He's one of my best friends. Lives down in San Diego or Riverside now. Uh, he's from when I grew up. He's a lawyer. One of the smartest guys I know. He gives me a hard time about being in the banking industry. I'm. I'm what kind of a fucking world is this? When a lawyer <laughs> can look down their nose at somebody for what they do. So and it's just and and but that's the way the industry's gotten. But at the end of the day, I help people. So people what, come into my office all the time. They what was loans. your What was your favorite job growing up? Like, what was the funnest job you had? Mine, mine had to have been Little Caesars before I had you any know, responsibility. I gotta say, when I started working nights at a grocery store. That was before grocery stores were open 24-7. I could wear what I wanted to wear. I go in. I just work my ass off. I could listen to what I wanted to listen to. On your Walkman? Uh, yeah, on my on my Walkman and then my Discman. I remember Discman. And my Discman. Disc I got really good at not moving my hips very much as so I threw skip. freight. So right. my disc doesn't skip. Yep. I remember those days. So my Aunt Justice for All to, plays straight through. I used to fucking... In the in the late nineties, back when around this time, I used to go to the gym and take my discman and wear it in a fanny pack. Right. 
Ooh, I remember well, because I didn't. Have I remember pockets. your fanny pack. You listen. The dis- <laughs> the dis- uh, okay, the tape. The tape Walkman was a little bit better than the Discman. It was because because it didn't, didn't skip. skip. But you couldn't. You couldn't just go to the next song on your super advanced nope. CD. Had, That's right. When I had my so Discman, amazing. I could very easily just listen to Damage Incorporated twenty times straight. Right, and I would. My car. I had a. I had a nineties model Corvette. That was the last car I had with a tape player in it. And it had a tape player and a disc player. I was like, this is fucking high-end shit here. Yeah. I got, I'm in Corvette town now. I got both. I'd have smashed your window and stole your whole fucking console if I'd have seen and that. You no, should I'm have. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a fucking... Uh, we were at the dollar store. Uh, Danny was picking up some Christmas decoration or something. And they had an electronic section. I'm not shitting you. And they had a fucking tape to iPhone adapter. So if you had a tape player in your car, you can now put the cassette in like in the old days and uh-huh. you hook it oh, in. Oh, yeah, those are rad. Yeah, and it, it, but it was for the iPhone. And it was so funny that like yeah. you, people would those have, have come like, in handy. I had a work truck with a tape player and I bought one of those like two years ago. So funny. Yeah, those, um, those are, those are handy as shit. I do actually have some new music, by the way. Do you? Yeah. Um, there were some new releases and some new music news. Um, well, I'm getting this set up. Uh, Perfect Circle, uh, both Billy Howardell and Maynard James Keenis, came out and said, um, hey, we're working on a new album, and we're going on tour next year. So that, I That interests me more than a new tool. Right, and I think we might even get it before a new tool, to be honest. Not me. When do you think that's going to happen? Tool? Yeah. Uh, hopefully before I die. Um, well, you're kind of old. But this is, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, we're walking that, a thin line. That, that's not an under Hurry up, Tool. <laughs> so, um, no, uh, there is nothing right now that I would treasure more than a new Tool release. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Perfect Circle. Sure. I love them. I love I Tool, love, too, but I'm almost like, I'm almost like, fuck you guys. Just put your album out just, already. Yeah. It, it doesn't wasn't need to be it this legal fucking, issues. Wasn't it, it like legal issues for like ten years? Yeah, but where, I also think it's, they, I think it's Maynard kind of being a cunt. But I think there's also like this. I think we've talked about this before. But there's kind of like, kind of like this, uh, almost like resentment against the fans that have Tool because maybe they've made it something that he didn't intend it to be. Um, which I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Crimea River. Yeah. It's, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But I don't care. When the music comes out, it's going to I'll be something it. that oh fuck, I'll yeah. treasure it. It's going to be awesome. It always is awesome with them. And, th- and that's just the bottom line. And, and I know you don't like the little vignettes in between every fucking song. And I'm a, I, I agree with you there. But when the song comes, sure, th- there's, just, there's it, nothing out there if it, that if, is like if I, Tool as a, to me. As a comedian, if I, if I, didn't, if, if I was like, the, like Eddie Murphy... Right, Eddie Murphy put out two stand-up specials that are fucking gold. No fat. They're no fat. And then he, if he came back after all these years and had all that time to perfect a set and write it and work on it, and he came back and gave you fucking eight jokes and a bunch of horse shit. Oh, well, dude, that's... Would, nobody would stand for it. Anybody else. And that's why I don't... I just wish that... Because I, I mean, Those, that's the thing is, Tool knows that there's there's nobody else yeah. that they would stand this from. Expectations have to be so high it's, right it's now. It's like it's like a dry hand job. Like, yeah, I'll take it. But I mean, <laughs> but you could you could have spit on it a little yeah, bit. I'd rather have like the you know the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, well, so th- this is the thing though, and and I agree with this. I mean, you, guy, you posted something not long ago where it was like Metallica hasn't done anything decent in fucking twenty five years, thirty years. They have. I, like just, I just don't care. No, no, that's true. Um, there, you know, after the black album, it just got, well, okay. You know what? 
hit and miss. I could take a couple things. Uh, quite frankly, I think since the Black Album, the best thing Metallica's ever done is cover someone else's fucking song because that they do. I agree. Very well. I was actually been meaning to ask you guys this. Do you give a shit when a classic band puts out a new album? I typically don't. Depends on the band. Right, right. Like, I like the new tool, but like Metallica, I don't give a shit. Slayer, whatever. It's, you know, and, but I see these classic bands, and not even shit I like, but like Bon Jovi putting out a new album, Scorpions putting out an album. I'm like, who fucking buys that? No, 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 no. Scorpions well, are like 80 years old right now. The people I don't care. buy the new Bon Jovi uh, I mean, album, though. I can say, like, I Scorpions, I don't know. I, I didn't buy any Bon Jovi albums when he was. But the popular. people who buy Bon Jovi albums now are moms. It's people, it's like, well, that's it's, yeah. it's okay, they were young Hugh, when he the was guy young. who's in it, who's in, Hugh, who's in Bon Jovi, who's in yeah. bon Jovi his wife is Bon Jovi's demographic. Kelly is yeah. who Bon Jovi. 40-something moms, I get that. That's but who, like, okay, that's a bad example. Perfect. My fiance well, loves Bon Jovi. Here's, here's, um, here's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like. What is this? This is, I want to play something. Um, the Weeknd put out a new album. Um, I wasn't a. I I didn't download any weekend. I'm aware of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple songs, but he um he put out a new album, and two of the songs are produced by Daft Punk, and the production on these. Here's the problem: the production on these two songs is so good that it makes the rest of the album sound shitty. Hmm. So oh, here's, Daft Punk are no slouches. Listen to the listen to the production on this song. This is uh, the title track. It's called Starboy. It's been on the radio. People might have heard this, but. Turn this up. Let the let that play. Listen to this play out. Listen to how good this production is from Daft Punk. I don't know what he's saying though. I have no idea what these words are. I'm trying to put you in the worst mood. Uh, P1 cleaner than your church shoes. Uh, only point two just to hurt you. Uh, all red lamb just to tease you. Uh, none of these toys on lease to. Uh, made your whole year in a week to. Yeah, main bitch out of your loop to. Listen to this bridge. Sounds like Rugrats. <laughs> but that's so Daft Punky. That is very Daft Punky. Um, this song is another one called "I Feel It Coming," and this song is such a such so Daft Punk. It's like almost autopilot for them, but it's still like so fucking good. Listen to how this comes up with this volume. How they just. Aren't Daft Punk old fucks? Listen to that. Tell me what you really like. Baby, I can take my time. I like that. Sounds almost Michael-y. Sounds like that Miguel song. I can see it in your eyes. That that tail end vibrato is so Michael that now everybody does that when they go. And the end yeah. like, it's so Michael-y. But listen to that. That sounds like Michael. Like this sounds, sounds like a, a lot like Michael. It sounds like Michael put out a song now. Yeah. This is what it sounds like. I have a song I want to show you when you're done. Um, but the rest of this album is just just typical. Let's get down bullshit. Like Drakey. Sounds ambient. Like a little too. That's not like bad. I like that. Like a little catchy, but like that whole ambient phase. Like the. 
Yeah. You said, Kamiyama, and there's not really anything to it. It's just kind of like, eh, sounds like I'm in a mall. Yeah, that's kind of what it kind of sounds like. I've seen the production is really nice, like you said. It I mean, is nice. when, when you're coming in and I can hear everything and it sounds tight a- and clean, it reminded me a lot of certain, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better thing, like Massive Attack or, yeah. I like a crisp or something production. in a sort of um, way. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of crisp production, and, and, and we talk a lot of rock on this, on this, uh, on this show, um, but. I do love hip hop, and every once in a while, I'll just start browsing the iTunes store, see if there's any new singles from some of my favorite artists. And every once in a while, there's just something hidden in there. And I noticed that Run the Jewels just released uh, two new songs, and nice. this one hints at um, Run the Jewels three. And you got to hear this. This is so good. The new. If you don't know Run the Jewels, go go download the first two albums. Big Mike and LP. They're amazing. But listen to this. This is so good. In a waistband with the war with the devil and Shaytan. He wore a bad toupee and spray tan. So high now, hoping that I land on a tie stick moving through Thailand. On the radio, heard a plane hijack. Government did that like the cook crack. I'm moving a world of conspiracy. Yeah, like oh, that. they no rules. I'm doing me. Smoke cooking. Like so good. Um, they released that one. Uh, oh, I just love this so much. And then this is another one. And I don't know if this is going to be on the new album. This is called 2100. Uh, but both these singles are in the uh, iTunes store for $1.29 or something. But uh, there's no there's no sign or like hint or way to pre-order the new uh, Run the Jewels. But... He almost sounds like the dude in the grill. Yeah. Not the main guy. These guys are so good. That's catchy as shit. And uh, so I am. So there's new Run the Jewels music out. You can get these uh, in the iTunes store. And it sounds like there's a new Run the Jewels album on its way. And that's Sweet. that Starboy album or by by the weekend is worth going through and downloading at least a couple singles. The, Let the, me see the, that chord. The full album's got like it's like a twenty three song album. I think it's thirteen ninety nine on the iTunes store. But uh, but it's worth. I mean, there's there's some there's some decent songs on there. Oh, and um, yeah, one more when you're done. Uh, that complete Bruno Mars album dropped, and it is one of the most. 90s it's it's a 90s throwback he made a bell bib devote bobby brown new edition right. album it's i scanned it i scanned it a little bit i downloaded a couple songs off it it's not some of it's a little too cheesy yeah but uh but still like i love the production it's super crisp and catchy yeah like, that 24 karat gold that's a song okay that 24 karat song i did it's a disposable song to me like i jam it now i love it it sounds fucking great but, you, but i know you'll hate it in a- <laughs> i know in a year i'm gonna be like eh you know, just like Uptown Funk, Uptown Funk come out. And I was like, that ah, fucking catchy. Jam the fuck yeah. out of it. Now it's like, God damn it. When you're done with this, I'll show you a couple of these songs so, on here. So uh, I was thinking this the other day. Okay. Songs, and you don't have to think of any, but songs whose lyrics do not match the music. Like, listen to these lyrics. I'm going to read you these lyrics. Numb, broken, here I stand alone, wondering what the last words were I said to you. Hoping, praying that I'll find a way to turn back time. Can I turn back time? What I would give to behold, the smile, the face of love, 
You never left me. The rising sun will always speak your name. It won't be long till we meet again. Your memory is never passing. It won't be long till we meet again. My love for you is everlasting. I mourn for those who never knew you. Anybody know that song? No. It's it's be- beautiful, beautiful lyrics, right? Here's the song. Nice. This is what I was thinking it had to be. Because you're reading it, sounds like a Nicholas Sparks novel. <laughs> now, now it's coming out, and it sounds what, like it, Bring Me the, the Horizon kill, or some shit like something. That. Kill Switch Engage. Oh, this there song, you go. This song's old. Like, but but check this out. Right, like it's got this cool kind of like bouncy. Yeah, this song's old as fuck. This is with their old singer, even probably two two thousand four. But uh, I've always dug this song. But I always thought those pretty lyrics right here. Wait, nope. Right. It's a cool drop. That's fine. Let it play. This is a do- this is dope. I like Kill Yeah, Switch. I'm jigging the shit out of this. Yeah. The only thing I've really ever listened to from Kill Switch right is when they do other music. Nice. Right. song? The Rose of Sharon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Rose of Sharon. Sharon with a Y. And that last bit there would be back 20 years ago when I was making my way to the center of the mosh pit. Yeah. And now it's when I'm making my way upstairs to the bar on the balcony. Yep, watch from above. I don't want to get hurt. Um, I've seen Kill Switch a couple times. (laughs) This is, uh, okay, so we've heard 24 Karat Magic. Um, This was the- He showed us that Versace on the floor one, too. Yeah, this is the second track. This is called Chunky. Listen to this. Also, by the way, this is another song. I'll show you what I'm talking about. That's just fucking production perfection. But listen, I got... Hold on. I'll, I'll show you what this song is. Turn it up just a little bit. Let me find it. Oh, okay, he changed it. Hold on. But listen to that, though. That's crisp. I'll show you right here. I think is when it changes back. Ain't no fun if the homies can't handle. It ain't no fun if the homies can't handle. I said, guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth? Hoes recognize it, and bitches do too. This game is full of voodoo. Right? What you gonna do? You really don't know. I'd advise you not to trust that hoe. Silly of me to fall in love with a bitch, knowing damn well when was the sun rotates and my gang grows bigger. How many bitches wanna fuck this? Name Snoop. The all the above. Too swift on my toes to get caught up with your hoes in a sin ain't run. Ah, shit, oh. I got off. But so you know just what, plagiarism. But you know what, though? It's 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 almost the same. Here's another song from there, if you want to turn that back. This is called Perm. This sounds like a 90s kind of like James Brown-influenced Prince song. That's James Brown as fuck. That's actually a really good description. Uh, James Brown and Prince. But you can hear that like... I'm a sissy motherfucker, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, like, absolutely. Um, the whole thing about that bouncy baseline is great. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby girl, what's happening? 
Got a light skin girl, look like Michael Jackson. Got a dark skin girl, look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> There's so many songs on here that are. This is a pretty good song. This sounds like an old boys to men. Um, that's why this whole. Listen to that. I didn't even know these sounds still existed. Like, I thought they were all lost. Like, you couldn't make these noises anymore. <laughs> the instruments that made him fucking banished. Yeah, um. This has got such a funny line in it. This is what kills the music for me. It doesn't kill it. But sometimes the lyrics are just so hokey. He's a little That you gotta roll your smarmy. eyes and be like, uh. Yeah, it's banal. <laughs> but, but I also understand that's what it is. I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting fucking Tool. He, no. See... Nisha waiting, Aisha waiting, all the Isha's waiting on me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Listen to this. This is a Belle Biv DeVoe song. That should have been the name of that song, All the Isha's. That's yeah, uh, your typical. This is Bobby Brown, New Jack Swing. Your mid 80s yeah. hip hop beat. New Jack Swingy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's. Like I'm saying, I didn't know that. And then uh, he's got a song on here that sounds like. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like straight out new edition. Yeah. New edition. Almost like even when he starts singing, like there's almost like a uh, late 90s Whitney. Okay. Yeah, that's a little. Brian McKnight production like but that's the thing is if he would have made this album and he would have been like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take this super serious or he could go you know what i'm gonna take what's fun about this era and and exploit do that no and, i get it and i think it's i think it's a fun throwback and uh if you like that era of music you'll dig uh you'll dig the new bruno mars so yeah no i, I downloaded that a couple song can't remember which one but i downloaded that 24 karat gold because i was like that's a fucking song it's catchy as shit but i understand it's like a microwave burrito like <laughs> Like, I know it's not going to be in two months from now. I'm going to be that like, might be the best metaphor I've ever heard right there. I've, uh, that's like a, a microwave burrito. It I've will be good for, for a short period of time. I've used that, that and analogy it's going to be, several uh, times for pop for music. for human consumption. Because what it is, no. Well, no I've, pop I've, music is exactly that. It's, you can it's use that easy, for all pop music. It's easily consumable. Mm -hmm. It's available. It's right there. You don't have to search. Yeah, it'll it'll do. It'll make a turd. That's almost the definition it'll of pop music. It'll make a turd. Right that's funny. There's, this song's old, too. Um, but, but I heard it on the, uh, cause I've always, this happens to me a lot. I'll hear a song my whole life and, and, you know, in like the work truck or on the, on the radio, in the background at something, you know, and then when you hear it on a good stereo, you're like, Oh, mm -hmm. fucking, where was that song the whole time? And it's this song, but when the riff kicks in, so like the beginning, you know, it's cool. It's all Terminator 2E. I actually love the bass sound right there. Oh yeah, the so bass it's sound so is so like is, wet sounding. Yeah, but I never really paid attention to the guitar to the guitar riff in this and how powerful it is. Mm. Like oh, right, slashes. Amazing. Oh, I saw him fucking riffs. do this live back in April. The layering that they that's had right. You went down to Vegas, they, song, right? They had mo they had really great artists, and they 
really highlighted everybody. So you'd hear Duff, you'd hear Slash, you'd hear everybody. You'd hear everybody. I mean, yeah. they, the, that's why these guys in Def Leppard, the production on those albums back then. Uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. But here, this is this Mutt is, Lang. Yeah, Mutt. Mutt Lang was their producer. Right? So tough. Hey, is this, is this that one uh, Avenged album? <laughs> and then Axel's voice is just fucking great, too. Perfect. It, Just oh, fucking yeah, God, that's awesome. When you go back and revisit 92? things, ninety two, yeah, because that's when Terminator was yeah, right. Ninety two. Yep. Well, the, I think the song came out in ninety one because it was on the uh, Use Your Illusion. Use Your Illusion. When was yes. that released? It was 91. that released in ninety one. Yeah, that would have been ninety one. Because that was that, that was before Metallica, 20? and it was before Vulgar Display of Power. Mm-hmm. So twenty five years ago. Because I remember yeah. when twenty six. Use Your Illusion came out. I was thinking, okay, but I'm still waiting for the next Metallica. They released both at the same will, time. Yeah, well, that will be the thing that um, it was takes, released. takes hard music to a new place. Because to me... You didn't uh, know Metallica was going to lay a turd? <laughs> September 17th, well, 1991. I don't necessarily think the Black Album was a turd. I no, think it's it exactly great, where they wanted to go. It was just in a totally different direction of no, where they had ta- ever... The, the fucking Black Album is a I masterpiece. I never guessed it. It's I mean, a masterpiece, but it's just When not. I listened to And Justice For All, though, and I listened to shit like Dyer's Eve, dude, I, I was not thinking they were going to come out and do Unforgiven. I was thinking they were going to move it to a next level. Right. Now, the, the, band, Black that, album. the band that actually did that that year... Was Pantera with Vulgar Display of mm-hmm. Power. Vulgar Display of Power was everything I was hoping the Black Album would be. Right. I mean, dude, and you want to talk, because really quickly, just before, I know you want to get in here, Mark, but I'm fine. I want to say, so uh, you talked about uh, that Kill Switch Engage, that awesome song where where the lyrics do not jibe with the actual feel of the right. music. Um, a song like Mouth for War is a song where those lyrics... Could not fit more right. perfect. It was the perfect. Music. It was I mean, the perfect anger, that song came emotion, out and everything. It was, you know what's funny is I was, was I was walking uh, my dogs the other day and I told myself, "What's your top five metal albums of all time? The first four are the first four Metallica albums, and number five is Vulgar Display of Power." Dude, I think that's a solid fucking list in anybody's book. Yep, dude. Well, well you got just, over there. I was oh, just going to I was yeah. just going to no. I don't have any music. All I was going to say is that the uh, the Black Album was actually released August. a month earlier, August in August fifteenth, August twelfth of ah, nineteen ninety one. That's right. My but they were released. Singles off of Use Your yeah. Illusion prior to the Black Album. Yeah. Because nothing off the Black Album dropped until Enter Sandman, and that pretty much coincided with the album. And Vulgar Display of Power was released February 25th of 1992. So uh, six six months after. Yeah. So it was like that really. Think about that. Okay. It so, picked up the ball where Metallica dropped it in absolutely. my estimation. Absolutely. So, wow. so I'm going to. Because in 92, I don't a, think I listened to anything for the last six months of that year um, besides. People, Pantera. Since- ba- listen to this. Bad Motorfinger was released in uh, October eighth of nineteen ninety one. So at the same 91 time, ninety one is a fat year. So, so you had you had the Black Album, Use Your Illusion, and Bad Motorfinger all coming out within sixty days. Look up Hold face oh, facelift wow. and or dirt. Okay, here's okay, because so those facelift. were right around there too. Alice. And I'll tell you, I think facelift was like ninety. I think dirt was ninety one. Yeah, facelift was August twenty first of nineteen ninety. Okay, and dirt. Um, Dirt was around Dirt would have been 92. 92. Dirt was... Facelift was September so 29th, 1992. So, so they would have released Dirt 
uh, later in the year of of the same year as Bad Motor Finger and uh, or no, I was Vulgar Display of Power. Yeah, Vulgar Display of Power. And what was the other one? Um, when did when did Ten come out? Ninety ninety one. Ten was before. Yeah, ten because. Yeah, it had August to be August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. So, so it was same the same months, actually. A week after. Holy shit! So ten by Pearl Jam came out a week after the Black Album. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? That is a weird timeline when you think about right. that. Well, because most That's of the people back then, most time people who were listening to Metallica weren't listening to Pearl Jam. Okay, so what else really was Okay, so let's Nirvana. Never I want to pick up on what you said about Facelift, though, because Facelift to me is Alice in Chains best album i'll tell you this um and, but but this is the thing it's it's their debut right i mean mm-hmm. they might have made something N- uh nevermind was released september 24th of 1991 so the same right. week is uh yeah um what were we talking about the uh which album was it black album no wait no after the black album i was above so oh, september use your 91 illusion. use your illusion it, so it was released so so guns and roses 10. put out a uh put out a, an album right out uh, right and then in Nevermind came out. That's fucking nuts. You know what I wish? I wish I would have been and old therein enough. therein was the change in the landscape oh in, in, in heavy 19, music. In 1990, I wish I would have been old enough to know this was the first track from this new band. Oh, oh I die young. That fucking voice. Scary. Oh, dude, the, way, the way he accents the hip. Yeah. Dude, everything only, about Lane State. Lane can Dude, do it. I can just listen to Sunshine yeah. again and again and right, again. Right here. Right and, here. And love, hate, love. It's so only, good. Only Lane can only do Lane that. Only Lane can do that. Oh, you were Dude. saying that about the um, Corey Taylor cover of this song. So, And this is the right. funny thing. Back then, because Nirvana, Nirvana hit, Teen Spirit hit, and then uh, Nevermind hit, and, and they carried that movement. And you had... The hangers-ons, basically, of the grunge movement. Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Um, and, uh, but, but wait, no, I'm going to say, to me, that was the view of the popular. Oh, sure. Nirvana's okay. my least favorite band oh, yeah, out absolutely. of the Seattle sound. Right. Mm-hmm. Alice in Chains, Dirt and Facelift, in my opinion, those, is aren't, the gr- best those aren't grunge records. Be. They're the metal best. records. Oh sure, they are. Well, but dude, if you're gonna say the word grunge, not. I'm gonna listen to that guitar sound from Jerry Cantrell, which you just played on yeah. Sea of Sorrow, and I'm gonna say that exemplifies a grungy sound. Yeah, yeah. listen to. And, I mean, when you listen to Rain When I Die was or, by far, or, uh, or the yeah. actual Dirt, like Dirt itself was Think grunge. Think of the vocalist right I'll there. give you that was it was a much more it Medley. was a much more metally album for sure. Yeah, Dirt they went a little more and, Seattle. And to me, that was like the difference Dirt between Bad Motor. Finger and Dark. Super Unknown, or the difference between Undertow and Anima. They they went from stripped down bands that were playing oh. one, two, three, four to going, oh, you know what? We can do all these other numbers and shades right. and colors and all this stuff. Well, you listen to Opiate, and Opiate Tool sounds more like, say, something more related to Minor Threat or right. some punk band than anything else. It's all a bunch of two minute long. I mean, outside of the title track, it's a bunch of two minute. I was kind of late. I was kind of late to the to the Alice in Chains party because me Seattle killed my beloved hair metal, so I didn't give it a chance yeah. for a long time. Well, I could see that. So, but but Alice in Chains was the band where I was like, wait a minute, that's fucking tough. And it was the song from the Last Action Hero soundtrack. Uh, what the hell have I? I yeah, think. Is, what the hell have I? Is, is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's exactly what um, it's called. But uh, but that was the one I was like, oh, this band's not bad. So I went and dig, and then fucking two months later, I was like, the best band ever. Right. See, I was big into the metal, and like I said, Pantera and everything. I was late to the the party on. 
Pearl Jam, mostly because they got so super popular so quick. I was like, I just used the word fucking super. Um, but they got so popular so quick that uh, I was like, eh, because I'm one of those people that when Me things too. get too. Yeah. Like, I was the first person. Huge. Yeah. I was the first person I know to have Nevermind. By the time Nevermind was blown up, I was, I was over it. Yeah. I was yeah. done. And I was into facelift and. I was into Bad Motor Finger, right? And I was thinking, I'm sorry, everybody's so so just up Pearl Jam's ass. So st- well, no, even before that, Nirvana's ass. And I'm like, well, yeah, okay, Nirvana's my least favorite band out of there. I'm I'm Alice in Chains. I'm Soundgarden first and foremost. Well, think it, of those singers. When you go through, but I mean, it wasn't even until when you much later those... that I got into Eddie Vedder, though, right. and I realized that well, but also vein of genius and just going, what the fuck was I thinking back then? As a music lover, I though, I pooed it because it was popular. I think as a music lover. There were, there was more, I'm with you, like, Alive, which was kind of the first single and into Jeremy and stuff like that, yeah. they were anthemic, whereas, whereas Nevermind was really stripped down, it didn't have that same kind of bravado to it. And, it was and, more punk. And se- It se- was punk out- without the teeth, though, in my opinion. Right, sure, yeah. And Bad Motor Finger, when you go through that, there was so many... Bad Motor Finger's rock. Interesting, like... But there, he was using... They were using horns. They were using time signature changes. Listen to something like Jesus Christ Pose yeah. versus Slaves and Bulldozers. Dude, rooms, versus, uh, dude, slaves and bulldozers. So rooms a thousand years wide. Drawing flies. Um, I Searching mean, Searching for the truth with my good, yeah, eye, good closed. eye closed. Uh, there's so that many... That whole album is a Astonishing it's to me. From, from I love it. The fuck out of here. Ooh. God damn it. You, you tried. I would have made it. it. I would have fucking made Maybe it. You now would've. you got to do Dikembe go, no, 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 with his voice. But no, for real though, those albums were so much different. And and we've talked about this before. You can't draw a, you can't draw comparisons between any of those bands other than the fact that they were all from the same Same town. time, same place. You can't say that Alice and Chan sounded anything like Soundgarden, sounded anything like Pearl Jam, sounded anything like Mud Honey, they all sounded looked anything because what it was. Right. It was a, it was they were friends and they got on stage at the same clubs. It was the same scene. Sure. But it was none of those things it other than, oh, very to, distinct. Other than to me. Very distinct between them. Dirt, I think, is really the only album in the entire genre released by any of those albums that, to me, sounds grungy. Everything else is something different. No Pearl Jam album was ever grunge. No Nirvana album was ever grunge. Maybe In Utero was dirty sounding, but it wasn't grunge. To me, that drippy, heroiny, sticky... The Three Legged Dog, Three Legged Man album. Uh, probably, my, probably my favorite Alice in Chains album. Really? It was. Yeah. It I'm was... gonna say it's my least favorite. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what? Looking back, and, and when no, you look at the okay, reason when I you, think when of you it is because up. I think the sound and the feel of that album takes grunge even farther down the rabbit hole. It was so almost... when you, what you say about Dirt, that self-titled album takes it even further. But it was almost, almost like to a point a where it's unpalatable. A self-awareness of, of it. You know, it's like yeah. when something gets That's true. It so wasn't self-aware of itself. Organic. Right. And it and it's like, okay, well let's write something that sounds grungy. Right. And then you get silver chair, fanboy, all the hangers on. And it's like, okay, yeah, Bush writing songs that deliberately sound grungy or You know what is is amazing to me though? And I'm gonna play another song. Alice and Chains Alice in Chains fucking the, who I just praised, I said, nobody can do that but Lane. <coughs> nobody. Lane is the best. But then they fucking come back with a new guy and put out this. Yeah. And this song, to me, it's is killer. as good as anything they did in the 90s. Yeah, it's killer. It's and just, it has the same feel to it. Everything. Well, you know what? Half of it is Jerry harmonizing with the singer. Right. No, and that's what you got to realize is regardless of Lane Staley. And like I said, he is... 
and I know you're a big uh, Chris Cornell guy. Oh yeah, Lane Staley is my favorite singer from Absolute from that time and place. Fucking sure. There's nobody like him. No, um, that's fair. The new guy does an amazing job. He's great. Have you seen and, him? And that song is awesome. Yes, they're great live. Yes, but, they are. But nobody, 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 nobody sounds like Lane. No, well, nobody can. Well, it's and like, also, it's like the dude for Journey. You know, I'm sorry. He does a great job live. He carries all the sure. notes. He does it really well. But is anyone going to be Steve Perry? And I Steve just Perry I know can't even be Steve Perry. However, no, I not will probably anymore. I think that I think that the problem was is that the reason Lane sang from or sang like he did is because he sang from where he was. He was oh, an dude. addict who sang from pain and depth and and hurt. And right. and if he would have been some clean guy who's now, I mean, which is what a band needs. I mean, you know, you go, oh well, you know, great comics wrote bits. You know, Pryor wrote great bits because he was an addict and he lit himself on fire. And you uh -huh. go, sure, but I don't want to do that. Like, I mean, there is a smarter way to do things in life. However, he left us with this gift of of kind of bearing his, his soul on those albums. And when you listen to, I'll even go back so far as to say, like those songs on Sap, like Brother and uh, Oh fuck, you dude. know those. Those are the best. And, dude, and I love I that love, album. Dude, I love. I mean, Jar, listen to Jar of Flies. That album is pure, stripped down. Naked poetry. It's it's brilliant. It's beautiful. It's haunting. And still to this day, there has never been another album that has sounded like Jar of Flies. You can. It's it's so distinct and perfect and beautiful. They're almost two separate bands. They're acousticy, songwriting stuff, and then they're fucking. And then heavy. they're. Yeah, but, and then but with the way they harmonize, with Lane oh, yeah. and Jerry Cantrell harmonizing, so. I'm drawing a blank. Is it called Left Turn? What's the song? It ain't right. So right that's, turn. It's on right, right turn. turn. So it you're on you're on right. sap. Um, you know, and it's got the different people singing the different yeah. verses. Alice in Chains carries that just like Alice in Chains should with a yeah. minor harmony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when they do it, you're like, they just took this song. What's oh this, I'm gonna fuck, I gotta download the, this song now. The greatest harmony you'll ever hear in your life. It was awesome. But see, that's what I love though about um about Alice in Chains is they've got that sound and it doesn't matter if they're acoustic or if they're grungy or if they're metally or rocky. Um, it's that vocal interplay between Jerry and Lane that is to me, it, it writes the songs for them and, and how they're going to interplay. And I wish song. I was a fly on the wall there. I'm just going to oh, finish right. up because I wanted to know if that was because you're talking about Lane being honest and and giving himself and his music and that's exactly it we talk about organic music yeah lane staley put his fucking soul out there yeah in the those dark vocals. fucking in those vocals the song am i inside you were just mentioning fucking minor harmonies mm -hmm. this song always gives me the creeps because of the harmonies if you if you yeah he's playing that look that that it's so beautiful so he harmonizes with himself right here, and it, yeah. it just does it on a mic. Oh, fuck, right? Right here. Yeah. Mm. Fucking. Mm. But even all the songs from there. Now's of now, I guess you've got, got me wrong. wrong. That song's so funky. Yeah. Like, and that, this album. Was released in ninety two. Uh, so, okay, so that was released. Sap. Sap was released in nineteen ninety two. So they released. They put what? out like three albums in two years. So they put out Dirt and Sap in the same year, and and Facelift was 
in 90 at the, but the fact is, is that you look at that and you go, these are, this is the same band, but in no way did they ever, that's what's so great about them. You know, and we talk about that with some bands where they take these wild left turns and they become something else and it just doesn't fucking work for them. Metallica. Metallica. Right. Rush. Rush, there's certain people that can't do it, but then you listen to Alice in Chains and you go, you guys can put out fucking facelift and dirt, but you can also put out Jar of Flies and nobody, nobody says shit to you. Nobody calls you a sellout. Nobody says anything other than Bravo. Very few bands that can do that. What do you got? Um, you were just saying you didn't like the self-titled album that much. I dug, this song made the whole album for well, me. Wait, I won't say I didn't like it that much. It just was your I least favorite? I think it's their weakest. I think Heaven okay. Besides You is a pretty good song, though. It did get off that. There's a lot of good songs on it. Which song is this? Brush Away? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I've, I've worn this out. I, I, I absolutely love it. There's By not virtue a- of it being Alice in Chains. There's not an Alice in Chains song I don't like. By the way, Brush Brush Away must be the most popular song on this album because if you download these individually, all the songs are 99 cents except Brush Away, which is (laughs) $1.29. Damn. Or you can get the whole album for that. But but Grind Why would you not get the whole album? Over Now is good. Sludge Factory. Dude, it's all really good. The all their everything. The only album I'm not familiar with is the last one, something like The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here. I haven't really given that one. I haven't given it a spin. I haven't given it a spin at all. I need so. to. Do you that want do you wanna hey, I have it hey, up here in the I got it I got it queued up on iTunes. Okay. Let's see. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, go through it. I remember what was Buying it already. Yeah. I, I'm on board. Is this the first song you just follow? Pretty done. And what's this uh this what, What's the opening track? I always like to hear the opening track. To hear how an album starts. That's Alice in Chains, man. Even with I the new singer. Song. Yeah. That's fucking... Keep going through it. Go through the songs. I want to hear what the ass is. Dude. I'm loving that, too. Sounds like you're my eye. This is something I'll buy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mama talking to me, trying to tell me how to live. Do you ever hear the uh, the corn the corn cover of that song is with tits. Cheech. Yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah. So no, I'm, me and my sister filled with the parapetti holes. Yeah, it's so good. I, I'm digging this. Here's the title track. I don't really like these slow ones as much, but that that's pretty, that pretty done with sound. Get, get to it. Which one? Uh, no, I was gonna say oh, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that me kind of meander through the song. Have a direction. Downloading it. I'm, I'm loving it. that right now. I mean, and it's a couple years old. It, it come out uh, May twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, so it's been out for a while. By the way, so just so everybody's aware, if you ever want to do one of these timelines yourself, on the actual page for every album shows its release date, so you can actually go through a band's discography and and just yeah, do it on on, here. on iTunes. Yeah, Jar of Flies was released November first, nineteen ninety three. I was at Media Play when that happened. I remember it well. That was Jar of Flies. So in two years, they put out four fucking albums? So, yes, Facelift was August 1st, 1990. Okay, okay, okay. so three years. And then Sap was February 1st, 92. And Dirt Summer of 92. was January 1st, 1992. Oh. oh, there you go. And then Jar of Flies was November 1st, 1993. Wow. And... Yeah, and then that the grind the, was, the grind was so October 29th, 95. 95. You talk about Alice in Chains. 
uh, guy and you say uh, there isn't an Alice in Chains song that you don't like. And I can agree with that. I respect Even that. Even the goofy ones. W- what other bands... Is there a song do you, you don't do you, like? No. Do you think are flawless? Pantera, I mean, you, Pantera's you, last four. The Ca- last Ca- four are flawless? Cowboys to reinventing. Okay, but I mean, are you talking about fl- are you talking about flawless in career or flawless like flawless no, album? They, they didn't put out any clunker songs. So Great Southern, Trend Kill, Far Beyond Driven. You're on board the, with every song. On every every song on from Cowboys to reinventing, with the exception of two tracks on Cowboys from Hell that I'm not huge. I can't remember what they're called right now, but they're the ones Message where. In Blood? No, I like that song. No, I um, like everything on that album. Uh, there's two. Phil sang all high to, <laughs> which I'm not a huge fan of, and he was still kind of getting over their glam days. Channeling his Halford. Yeah, he was still in that a little bit. I can't remember what they're called, but there's two songs on Cowboys that I'm like, eh, nah. But the other than that, every fucking Pantera track, beginning to end. Yeah. What's, okay. what's your band, Mark? That's fl- I don't you look even even my favorite bands have put out. It's songs. really hard enough to find an album that's flawless. Like I mean, whole, right? Yeah, I, I mean, there are, there are certain albums that I like. We talked about and we've done this before. You know, Purple Rain. I think Bad Motor Fingers pretty flawless. Um, things like that. But I mean, every you know, Sound Soundgarden that that last album down on the upside. I'd say sixty percent of that album I would never listen to again. And I no, you're right. You know, there's certain things, but not because they're bad songs, just because I guess their bar was set so high. So I'm going to throw a band out right now, because if I'm thinking flawless albums, I think nothing shocking is flawless. From Jane's Addiction yes. and and Jane's Addiction. I don't know enough opinion. of them to. So this yeah. is the deal. Jane's Addiction to me is almost completely flawless. Um, and I remember when they came out with Strays, it was about the time that we saw you at Lollapalooza, Mark, mm-hmm. um, with Perfect Circle and yep. uh, Audio Slave. That was an awesome show. Um, but but I, I myself, and I know, I know you're kind of lukewarm about it, but I myself am, am a huge Jane's Addiction. And when they came out with Strays, um, I, my thought on that was... Um, I saw Jane's Addiction with it, Alice in Chains. It's not as good as Did other you? Jane's Addiction was. But it was better than everything else that was put out that year, simply by virtue of being Jane's Addiction. Because uh, I yeah. think together they're they're phenomenal. And like I said, nothing shocking. Now, to how me many albums did is they put out as a band? Album. Four total. Uh, no, they put out the first one, and then nothing shocking, and then Ritual de la Habitual, and then they broke up. Yeah, and then and they put so out the, four, the but last. Then they one. came back and they've put out I think three or four more. Yeah. Have they really? Yeah, since they've been back yes. together uh-huh. since Strays. There's at least two since is, Strays. I see. I didn't know that. But see, this is the thing. I, re- I remember reading what it was a Kettle Whistle, and Henry Rollins does the write up for Kettle Whistle, which is a live album of of old tracks like My Cat's Name Is Maceo and stuff. And I remember reading Henry Rollins' words and thinking, "You fucking said it better than anyone else could have." Because he he'll say, you know, to me, they were flawless, and then they fucking broke up. And that was, that was, if you look back on the careers, and we've already touched upon this, if you look back on the careers of bands like Metallica, and I mentioned Rush, um, at what point, if we should could go back in, in their fucking timeline and say, you should have fucking stopped right making music, you, uh, because you went in a so direction Pantera. that I thought was shit, and, or you started making music. So when should have Pantera called it quit? No, no, they fucking, they broke, uh, well, Dime got killed. Well, they broke up, and then Dime got killed, because he was damage Plan R- when he got right. killed. And damage Plan sucked. I didn't okay, hate. So, I didn't oh, hate Damage Plan because when, I like everything that Dimebag did. What bands should have hung it up at a certain as, album? As a, well, it's hard to say because like Metallica was very successful, but I wish their plane would have crashed in 1989. Then I would have fucking been like that. They would have been on the, the greatest fucking band of all Rushmore. time. And I would have taken the Black Album and then having them go because then anything Once since New then. Once Newstead left, 
Kind of. Well, is that what you're saying? Or well, is he there for load? No, he no, was there it, for load, actually. He was, yeah, too. he was there for load, he was reload. There for load. Yeah, he's, he's there for quite a bit, he actually. He bailed in 2001. Death Magnetic, I think, was the first one that you actually had Trujillo. No, Trujillo didn't record on that. Bob Rock recorded on it. No, Bob Rock recorded St. Anger. Yep, you're right. You're I right. think Death you're Magnetic right. actually has oh, Death Trujillo. Magnetic, yeah, but, that's But this right. is the thing. I At this point, we're talking about these albums. I don't give a fuck about any of them. I don't really like St. Anger. There's no guitar solos on there. I don't really like Death Magnetic because it, it sounds like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it mixed like shit. Shitty. And, and they're sitting on Trujillo. And I'm sorry, you can go back, listen to... Anything from psycho suicide. and funky or, or, or anything from suicidal or anything from infectious grooves. Infectious grooves. And I'm going to listen to Robert Trujillo. Have and I'm going to listen to this. the infectious grooves guy. Is, yeah, they're fucking oh, great. Be, it, Dude, listen to this. I know. Listen and Billy listening to drum. That's the, you need one of those every every eight or sixteen beats in a Slipknot song. Not right. every goddamn third. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Sounds like he's banging garbage can lids together. Yeah. Now you want to go shooting people in the pink. But Robert, Robert Trujillo's a monster fucking oh, bass he player. He doesn't get to shine in Metallica like he should. Dude, I can't when even he hear plays him. battery on his goddamn I, I fingers. You. Right. Find the fucking track that is his bass line. Well, I want to hear it. I haven't been heard hiding, it yet. They've been hiding. They hit bass on fucking Injustice for All. They did that with Newstead, though, because he was the new guy and he'd never be Cliff. But God, now that they're just album. into that. That but fucking dude, album. You pull a guy who I consider one of the foremost bass guitarists alive. Alive. I can't hear a, f- a thing he but does, man. Can you, I can't can hear you anything. Blame he does. him? Why he'd go to Metallica? Oh, oh hell no. Right. He totally wanted to go to Metallica. And this is the thing. They come in concert, I'll go see him because I want to so watch I, him do the I want to fucking hear Dyer's like Whiplash and Battery and Four Horsemen. Wanna, Goddamn. <clears throat> I want to see him do all of that because I know when he does it, it's going to be as amazing as anything. But the new album's like eh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't have you, care. Have you listened to any more? Have you listened to any more of the songs? Uh, no. Here, I don't need to. Let's let's see. You know what? Neither have I. Let's do it. Let's do it together. And I'm sorry. Here's Headfield was a much better vocalist with uh, say Fade to Black in 1980. Yeah, he's got so because new... he, he got lower. Three. Now he's lower and he goes yeah yeah. Where before he yeah. was up in the. Let him fight and, on the hill. And now it just seems he's screaming. He's like, I didn't know you, I you, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you, yeah. But you know what? I think there's yeah, bands. Yeah, okay, dude. There's bands who have their moment in time, and the 80s was Metallica, and I just I just don't fucking care now. Well, again, at what point in their in the arc of their career has a band just lost you? Uh, from Like Me- I said, Metallica I mentioned Rush a couple did. times. When Rush did Signals in the 80s, I was like, oh, fucking, I'm done with Rush. Rush could have fucked Movie off Pictures was one. the last good album they did, and I'm sorry. All right, here's here's uh, and, and we have, Black Album was the last good album Metallica did, except for Garage Inc. Like I said, yeah, I like I'll listen covers. to them do other people's music. We've heard hard, you've heard Hardwired, right? This is the second song, Moth to the Flame, called Atlas Rise. Oh. Yeah, I heard this one on the internet. Like it's cool. It sounds like it sounds like Metallica until it becomes a parody of itself. It's his vocals that lose me now. Right, I'm out. I, I like, was on board with the riff. James I was on board Hetfield. with the beat. He sounds like somebody making fun of James Hetfield. Yeah, he does. That sounds very black out and, me. And again, find the baseline. That was Marcus, by the way. I have to struggle to hear that baseline. <laughs> See, that's cool. That is. I can totally get into that. But until James he's... is going to fuck it up. Mark my words. 
And if you if you allowed right, if you ever got out of this and allowed this for a great. I like the fuck out of that. So yeah, it's totally okay, groovy. He still hasn't sang. This is a seven-minute song, by the way. All of these are really fucking He's long. He's not gonna sing. This is the new Orion. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna sit here for seven minutes, going, "Hey, he's coming in, coming in." Right there. Wait, see? Yeah. See? God damn and it! It fucks it up. Right now, it's the same vocal for every fucking song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not dream no more. You know what would be rad is if they got a new singer. You know what would be rad that is, isn't if, Lou Reed. Uh, is if Lars did anything other than a fucking 2 4 just. I'm okay, I'm okay for a with fucking this. drum fill. I'm or okay something. with a simple drummer, man. Work yeah. for ACDC. Work for the Stones. Work for a million people. The Beatles, sure. But I, I will say this a lot of people give Lars shit. I think Lars is underrated. I don't know. That's 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 a good conversation is whether or not Lars Ulrich is underrated because I if I listen to anything off of those first four albums, I'm gonna some say of these I don't think there's any overrating him. Some of these but songs. Then, but see, music's so funny though. Because you know, you listen to a band like Avenged Sevenfold. I don't give a fuck about them. I'm sorry. That riff's tough. I listen to their music, I listen to their guitarists, I listen to their drummer, and I go, these guys are fucking tight. And Singer I and then M Shadows comes in and I'm like <laughs> All of this now sucks. It all now sucks. This, this, I, I don't th- care. These fucking names. They're this is called the, Man Unkind. unkind. <laughs> yeah, I heard that already. <laughs> oh god, this so is called Here it? Comes Revenge. That's what it, you know what that you know what those titles are. Those titles are exactly what happens when you take fifty-five-year-old bazillionaires and say like, put some put some angry down. Write something yeah. angsty. You're like, man, unkind. Fuck yeah. Let's go to the yeah. barbecue. Dude, and that's Where's it. Where's my flip-flops? Turn it, this. This is called Here Comes they're Revenge. They're trying to manufacture angst. You can't do it. And maybe that's why these bands like Rush or Van Halen just got soft. Do, 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 See, that's tough. Do, 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 Here I am, beating Bandy. me down to sleep. See, the, the music, the music's tough. I dig it. It's all 80s yeah. Metallica. And I'm it's not, you, you know what? James doesn't suck. He's just he just sounds like James, who's now a character to me. Yeah. I wish they would like do or, an album. Or a caricature. Yeah. I wish they'd do an album with like a young fucking singer, like a new guy. James never wanted to be a singer anyway. No. No, he's the They just almost hired a new singer. They almost hired a singer. On. Yeah. I, I know that. But in, no, in you're, early abs- days. you're absolutely right, though, because you look at something like that. What could they do with the thought of saying, hey, wonder what a harmony would sound like here? Right. Because say what you will. And, and if you read any old Metallica history and stuff, you'll, you'll you know, that's what Cliff Burton See, brought to tough. the band. Right. It's like we, we knew nothing about harmonies. We knew nothing about counter melodies. And he showed us all of that. Yep. And, and that's See, that's tough. Come to me and you will be that's tough, man. I wish they did more of this. Yeah, James needs to do that voice yes. forever. This is a song because called he's spit out the bone, and this is actually I like that. That sounds like old. Do more of this. That's I want to hear James Hetfield sing and not yell, because right now it all just sounds like he yells. I like I like his yelling. I liked his yelling 30 years ago when he started doing it. Like yeah, uh, 20 years ago when he started doing it. Like like now, like on Dyer's Eve. I want to see him do something. Yeah, but see, back then it was fresh. Right, he was also twenty five. Yeah, that's it true. Was fresh. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I, you know what, though? I mean, 
Look, I, I feel you. There's songs that you write. People are going to listen to this and go, you want to hear Hetfield sing? What but, the fuck you, is but wrong with you? There's songs that you write that when you're 20, and she not everybody, I and I, I go back to this guy. He's my fucking hero. I don't care. But I've watched Soundgarden on like some of their concerts, and he still sings fucking Jesus Christ pose, and he still... Chris Cornell hasn't lost anything. He's amazing. Sometimes, I'm well, sorry, you know what? Neither has, neither has James. James just changed his style. And and I don't know. I think the chemistry of those four young, broke, fucking idiots from San Francisco was what made Metallica what they were in oh, the dude. 80s. And There's then now It's they're, like we said. You can't manufacture angst when you're a 55-year-old gazillionaire. You can write angry riffs. You can write angry riffs. But, but we know... We the fans we know it's not genuine. Right, it's not genuine. It's well, not honest. We've talked about this on stage, and even you know, like well, when we wanted to do, oh, we God. wanted to do music. You know, we talked about this years ago about like wanting to write something because we always wanted to put music into our shows, and we've actually turned it into a joke. But the but the fact was, is we there wasn't anything that I felt like we could really write about that would sound genuine. You know, I didn't want to write silly songs because that would sound forced and goofy because it's been done. And we didn't want to write serious songs because we don't have anything to really complain about. We're both uh, like older dudes who love our dogs and <laughs> like, we're you know, things are things are all right. Like we've we learned not yeah. to complain. And uh, and so, you know, we found a way to do the music in a, in a way that was more of a tribute. But it's that thing. I think that that there is a, probably a point where you're James Hatfield and you're like, you know, um, over the last 20 years, uh when I didn't, I, when I didn't have money, I had no way to do this. But I've become quite uh, into wine, or mainly right. got into it. Or I've, well, I've, I've, I've Lars really collect art, yeah, so you've watched painting. some kind of monster, right? Right, pussies. Nothing was more shocking to me than seeing James Hetfield want to bring up his feelings. Yeah. Ah, you know, dude, uh, what you're doing is really making me feel this way, and it just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, but We're, we talk about, you know, James Hetfield now. I'm going to go back to what we were saying earlier about Lane Staley. When when you were listening to Lane Staley, you were listening to him. Right. He was being him. Now it sounds like James Hetfield. I'm listening to him trying to be himself. Yeah, right. Trying to be what in, he thinks his image of himself is. It happens in comedy. I think there's a that's why oh, totally certain comics have comedy. to they have to go away after a while. I watched Dana Carvey's new special, by the way. Awful. Right. But because I didn't watch it because I figured it might be. Well, yeah. like, I feel bad. Like, for a guy, and I've never had a bad word to say about this guy. I think people kind of had a backlash against him. But a guy like Dane Cook, who genuinely came out and was genuinely funny and had a way of doing things very physically uh, and had a very specific way of doing things, um, saying things. But then it became, Dane, we need you to be Dane. We need you to be super Dane-y. And he would do movies and be super Dane-y. And then it became like, oh, well, now you're trying too hard to be the thing and it's not organic. And then he, what does he do? He, happened to Hetfield. he gets, right, he gets mad and he's like, well, now I'm going to get buff and now I'm going to like do angrier comedy. And they rage kind of against who they are. But I think with anything, when it gets big, it's not necessarily your fault that it becomes a parody of itself. And then after a while, you get, like you said, you're so far removed from being those broke punks. You're so far removed from being that starving comic who's just sitting in a fucking club, not getting paid after you drove seven hours to do 20 minutes, that you're now a millionaire who has a nice house and nice life. And it's not like you're any different. You're just not, you're just no longer in touch with that point of view. Yeah, I'm no longer, I, I can say this, I'm no longer the guy who was in my band. Me neither. Oh, not at all, dude. And I mentioned this. I just touched on it earlier. You listen to like Van Halen's first album, right? And, and that's from you know 1927. I understand. It was back when I was young. Uh, Came out the year I was born. It was fire. 
Oh, absolutely. Eruption? It Jesus is, Christ. It is fire. Dude, every song, I'm the one, on fire, everything about that album has this, you know, like we were talking about, you can't create angst. Mm-hmm. Angst is a part of you or it's not. Um, then you listen to something like anything Van Halen did with Sammy Hagar, which... You know, that techni- was millionaires. Te- love walks te- in. Technically, it's brilliant. Right. The production value is awesome, but it's not. The playing is nice. It's a different band. Yeah. The, this is Van Halen. One was them traveling around in a fucking VW van. You know, Southern California playing whatever gig they can get. Listen to str- and the other one is them meeting at the studio in Listen their multi-acre backyard. Versus Ice Cube's last album. And they album, all drove right? there in their Ferrari F40. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. It happens to rappers. It happens to anybody. And it's not your fault. Look, it really isn't that your fault that you that what oh, you do becomes fault. successful or you become good at it or people like it. I think the, the the most important thing to do is just to always try to be true to why you're doing it. And I think that's one of the biggest things is motivation. You know, if you're ma- if you're in a band to get to make money and and get girls, you're going to be a shitty band. If you're in it to be a great artist, then you're going to do things that people aren't going to understand. But eventually, oh, yeah. you'll be somebody like Pearl Jam, who's put out 15 albums and they're all kind of different. Maybe not all of them are your favorite, but fuck, they're still selling out arenas. Yeah. And if you can still do that and never take a dip, or Pearl, Jam, Pearl a good <laughs> band like Pearl Jam, and we just use this because it's a band of my era. I know there's other bands out there like this, but there's bands who have been bands for 20 years. And have never dipped down to doing fucking clubs. Never. Puddle of Mud, a band that was just at this generation, may have done a thing. They were just played Liquid Joe's for 300 people. Mm -hmm. Pearl Jam never dipped down to doing small venues. Even Motley Crue did at one point. I'm going to throw out a band right now. Uh, I think they're the largest touring band alive right now. And I think it's Iron Maiden. Yeah. And Iron Maiden hasn't changed much about what they do ever. Nope. You know? I was was going to mention. But but it's still what they want to do. And I was going to say this about Metallica or any of these bands, you know, because it's not your fault. You became famous. You did what you did and everybody loved it. And then right. you went in a direction because we already said, how annoying is that when a band goes in a direction that you don't fucking like and I'll never listen to them again. But there's an integrity there. There's an honesty there. When Metallica made the Black Album, it wasn't they were trying to get chicks to listen to them. That was what they wanted to do. Right. And now I'll say it sounds like they're trying to be a, a, a caricature of themselves but these bands, they they go in a different direction, and they lose a lot of fans for doing it, but there's an integrity there. They're but, doing it because they want to do it. But you also, you can't fault anybody for for spending more money on production when you have more money. I mean, yeah, you could go, we're going to go record in a garage that doesn't exist anymore. Right. But, I mean, look, look, I feel you, because five years ago, me and Guy stopped telling jokes for our entire show and said, hey, we're going to sing at you guys for an hour. And... It, it took a long time for us to shape it, but the fact of the matter is, is people could have gone, these two fucking sellouts. People right. probably do though. that. Oh, look at them. They're doing companies. They do. They do. They're clean. They they're can do. F- they're flying places. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, but you I, know what, though? We did this because we genuinely wanted, wanted to, to and it. the motivation there, us wanting to do this because it was something we believed in, has made this even more successful than me trying to go, oh, I'll, I'll write another dick joke. I it's stupid. I'd much rather I'm do this. You, I've uh, seen your show. And I think it's shit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, what I want to, dude. When you guys went into doing the musical stuff and making that a staple of the show, that is brilliant. And I've seen the show, and it is fucking brilliant. Oh, thank you. I, I think you guys have gone in a direction. Yeah, guys, like fucking welcome. Uh, Spent 25 years learning that fucking guitar. Way to get on board, Ken. Finally. No, thanks, Ken. No, but but seriously, uh, what you did there is you expanded upon what you were doing. Yeah. You didn't try to. 
We black still, album. To, it's still who we are. <laughs> it's still who we are. It's just a. It's just we got a, it. A, no, I don't, I don't think here. you black albumed. Where are I th- we? I think we're, you, we're an hour and a half. Oh my god! I was, I was going to say I had this, but I don't know if I ever told this on the on the on the podcast. I had this. I knew this dude. Whenever something was cool or something was badass, he would say, "That's fucking eighty-seven Hetfield, man." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "That's eighty-seven Hetfield." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "What was cooler than James Hetfield in 1987? No- nothing. That's eighty-seven Hetfield." <laughs> So for a while, every time I see something badass, I'm like, that's fucking 87 Hetfield, man. This, this episode I, has I been 87 Hetfield. I've had fun. I was going to say, we just got the name of the, uh, the, name of the episode. <laughs> Done. Right on. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Ken Doms, thank that's you. Me. Thank the you great, for coming in, sir. Great Ken. Uh, very great. knowledgeable about music. We could probably do fucking 25 episodes with Ken, Ken's musical brain. Let's should, do you know what I want to do? We didn't even days? touch on movies. I want to. I've seen four movies my whole entire life. I want to do. Uh, Dude, one I of hope days. one of them was the Rescuers. No, <laughs> Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I saw that, but it was actually <laughs> the actual Chippendale dancers. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. an entirely yeah. different movie. That was the one you get in the little back room at yeah, Sam Goody Videos. They, they rescued. They rescued uh, guys' cock out of his pants, out of a butt. <laughs> Gross. Episode thirty-eight. I, I think what I say at the beginning. Yeah, thirty-eight. 38. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hit us up. Give us feedback online, what you thought, uh, if we're stupid. If we I swear to God, anything. I don't really need to hear Hetfield sing. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Bye. Bye.